Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio. It is Wednesday, May 1st, Jake's 5th to 8th favorite month of the year. And we got Backstreet Boys on the tunes because it is uh, Boy Band Week. Backstreet Boys... What's your thoughts, Jake? Do you think of them as second tier to InSync, or do you think of them as like the older, more original? What is your what? Is, how do you differentiate between InSync and Backstreet Boys? I don't think you could tier InSync and Backstreet Boys. I, I think what get what's get lost in in time is that Justin Timberlake is by far the most talented person between the boy band. So if you get if you get lost in that, it, it obviously makes NSYNC look better. I mean, I, I lived in a time when it was 50-50, if not, I think Backstreet uh, was more popular, or kind of like you said, they beat him to the punch a little bit. Uh, I mean, it was straight coin toss. It was it was one of the more dividing things, uh, well, not dividing things in the country, that leads to a different topic, but... I don't know, kind of like that Laurel Yanni stuff or that gold dress, blue dress. Like, it was a coin toss, and you weren't wrong either way at the time. Now, I think revisionist history, you look back and you see Justin Timberlake, and you're like, well, NSYNC was better. And it's like, I get that looking at JT, but no, I, I, it's coin toss land. I've always thought... Not that I think they're second citizen, but I thought the public thought Backstreet was second citizen, but I could be wrong. But Backstreet's got the best song of the bunch. I want it that away. That's the best song of the the two groups, their best songs. So I want it that away by Backstreet Boys. How good is your good? Yeah, there you go. Though it's uh, boy band week. We got one more day left. And that's all. That's exciting. Good stuff. Happy Wednesday, Jake. How are you doing? Do you want to let the people know? If you got free tickets to a concert, would you be more excited for Backstreet or NSYNC? I wouldn't go to either. You're like, have to. It wouldn't make a difference. Um, I'd be more excited for... I mean, it's NSYNC because of Justin Timberlake, but I would not go to either. I would... If I did, I'd sit in the back and just listen. Like, I wouldn't actively watch that concert. A lot of people listen at concerts, I'd say. Yeah, but they're, like, up front, like, dancing and stuff. Oh, you're not. I'm not throwing you up front dancing (laughs) and stuff, bro. 
Uh, I wanted to see uh, Houndmouth once. I like the band Houndmouth, and the uh, they're in playing in San Francisco, and a bunch of us went. And they like ran up front to be like front and center. It's a small venue where like everyone's packed like sardines on the dance floor, you know. So you can't even really dance. You're just standing. You're touching shoulder to shoulder, chest to back, you know. Right. And like everyone's like hopping up and down in rhythm. And there we're all excited. The people we went with, like, I gotta go. Let's go get front row. We get right there. We'll be right up live wow. with the band. And I, I don't even know why I'd, I I entertained it. So I went up with them and did one song. And I was like, yo, fuck. This. I really like Houndmouth, too. Like, well, I did yeah. back then. But I went to the balcony, leaned on the railing, listened to some of my favorite songs by them, and had, like, a blast. And I was like, get me out of this pit in the middle. But p- people enjoy that, so that's fine. Not for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think the only time I've had that like rush to the front sensation was one of those like old day glows. Oh yeah, we were at yeah. the front of one of those day glows. Yeah, but I mean that those were just totally different worlds. The goal is to be packed at day glow, like everyone is. Yeah, and I mean, your goal is to get covered in paint, too. Uh, so it's just a little unorthodox. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I don't think I've ever had the rush to the front sensation. No. Do you want to let everyone know how you're doing? Tough morning? Yeah, uh, brutal morning. If you're a listener, you know that I have like a, a pet peeve. And, and I mean, maybe it's where the phrase pet peeve comes from. My dog, who I'm incredibly in love with, I, I spend most of my day, he's, he's by my side um, in a literal fashion. Um, when he wakes me up, so, and regular listeners have heard this before, if you're not, well, welcome, here's, here's a greeting. When he, he'll, he pounced on me and he like licked my face this morning. Like you picture in a movie, um, like I'm picturing it's like the opening, uh, it's the opening scene that the dad character in the movie, um, you know, the, the kids are running around, the wife's doing her thing or whatever. The, the husband wakes up to the dog licking his face and he's like, ah, get out of here, you. For some reason, the way my brain is wired, I don't have that get out of here, you, in my brain. Um, My brain jumps to instantly, like, drowning in the ocean or, like, attacked at a safari. It's it's almost like the, the dog that I love so very much, when he is waking me up with his paws and licks, I, it's it's like a gateway to another just terrible world I wake up in. Does it throw you straight into a sense of like fear and panic and then anger? Or is it just angry right away? Oh, it's like fear and panic. It's it's not even the anger is due to fear and panic. Like the the whole day I will not be myself. Like I'm shaking right now. Like I feel like at, like if I wake up with that feeling, it's like there's a part of my brain that can't shake that for an entire day. You got to get a gate. That'll be like a reminder every day 
Like, dog can't go past the gate till Jake's past the gate. They're pretty cheap. Yeah, I've 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 thought about getting the gate. Um, it, it might be the play. Yeah, we got a gate now. Now we lock Zimmer upstairs with us because. Zimba. But uh, Zim's going Did to Zimmer get Zimmer jump on a bed. Not anymore. He's too old. Right. Back in his day, he only slept on beds. Oh, he's prime time. Yeah. Sainted. He can jump on the couch every now and then, but if you're around, he'll put his front paw legs up and then just look at you. Are you going to help me or what? I'm old. And it's like, well, how'd you get up there in the middle of the night, punk? Uh Huh? You punk. Anyway, how was your day yesterday? Are you going to be able to score your yesterday fairly, even though your today is rough? I'm I'm able to step away from that. You know, that's, I mean, I go to the midnight system. I think that gives me a benefit. I think that gives me a leg up in this process. Um, Yanks lose, nothing gained. CC does good. The whole thing felt super weird. Um, Just surrounded by two off days and then two games in Arizona and night game, day game, and it's, Again, who are these Yankees? So the whole Yankee thing felt kind of weird. Uh, not not necessarily bad, but I still think it would detract from the day a little bit. And then, uh, I don't know. No no real highlights. I, I worked with our, our guy, Big Baby David, a little bit. A, a, a project, if I was artsy and want to say something like that. That was kind of fun. Um, uh, 5-2. Five two. That was my grandpa when he wore boots. That's your, and now it's your height, which is kind of a beautiful thing about your family. If I chopped off ankles and just had some uh, pegs, yeah. If you like, if you didn't flip up your hair one day, five. Two. <sighs> I don't flip up my hair. It's like when you come out of the shower, you still get a little flip if you if you go for it. Nice part. Uh, I need a haircut so bad. Zimmer's going to get a haircut right now. Thanks. Yesterday, I went to the post office, which was nice. I walked halfway to the post office, realized I didn't have my wallet, had to walk back. Didn't even mind it because the weather was nice. And I think that's the only thing I did outside of the house. We got a lot of work done. We have an event coming up, and we're excited about that, and we finalized that. What else happened good, Jake? I feel like there's a lot of things that happened good, like just tidying up things. Made a CC shirt that I thought was pretty cool. Made it on the fly. Some breakdowns. Did a talking songs yesterday. We had laughs from the past come out. Oh, we had a really good day numbers wise for talking yanks, but I feel like it should have been better than it was. But I'm going five five, which brings down our averages. I'm still like ten points ahead of you. All right, all right. Let's go to the sports, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. You right? Yeah, you. Yeah, all right. Sports, 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 sports. The Yankees lost to the Diamondbacks. Zach Granke shut down the bad lineup that the Yankees threw out. CC Sabathia got his 3,000th strikeout. It's a pretty cool exclusive club that he now is. 
in. The Mets beat the Reds in 10 innings after Familia blew the save. Pete Alonso with the walk-off sack fly. Todd Frazier homered early in the game. I think Vargas pitched well if he pitched. I didn't pause it on that. The Islanders played tonight at 7 o'clock. They are down 2 to nothing to the Hurricanes. And goaltender Robin Leonard said, we're going to go in and we're going to win in their building. There's no ifs and buts about it. There's 13 days until the 2019 NBA lottery and the Knicks await their future. And Terry Collins, the ex-Mets manager, uh, has signed on with Fox Sports to provide analysis during the game. That should be boring. Oh, shots fired at Terry Collins, huh? I don't. I, I take back my shot because I don't care. I don't watch any of those shows, so I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I don't care what Terry Collins has to say about things, so I'm not tuning in for it. But Right. I, I could see him being okay, though. He's got a little spunk in him. Do you? Maybe it's because we do so much of our own stuff. Do you or have you in the past ever tuned in to, like, you know how like they have Shaq and Chuck on TNT and it's awesome and everyone loves it. Right. MLB's never found that, at least for me. Like I've never wanted to go to one. They have Ortiz and A Rod in the playoffs that I think people like. I don't care. For, I don't never watch any of that. Yeah, in the playoffs, I think it's kind of fun because it's it's what it's A Rod, Big Poppy, um, Pedro, Frank Frank Thomas, Pedro, um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in the playoffs, it it feels comparable to like the TNT crew for basketball. Um, I don't know. During the regular season, I feel I feel like baseball, and I don't know. I, I'm not going to turn into a baseball bash session, but like, I feel like they do those. Are are they Saturday like showcase games during the season? And they'll cut, and it'll be like Frank Thomas, uh, Eckersley, maybe somebody else, I, various players. I think A-Rod was on there a little bit. But it's just, like, bizarre to me. It'll be like, oh, it's our Saturday featured game. It's the Giants versus the Diamondbacks. And you're just like – and I think, again, this is kind of a – this works into my Jakey, like – seeing every teams and where basketball has the advantage. Like in the NBA, you could basically play any team and you're going to see like a star you're excited to see. Like if you play the Phoenix Suns, you'll be like, yeah, they got Devin Booker. That that guy can put up 70 points on a given night. Like that's kind of cool. So then they cut to Shaq and Ernie at the half and, you know, you know, Charles Barkley will be like, I'll tell you what, that. Devin Booker, he can fill it up, huh? Rest of those guys, bums. And it's like, okay, you get some entertainment value there. Like, what what would they do if it was the the Diamondbacks? Like, we'd tune in and it'd be Frank Thomas, and he'd be like, Eduardo Escobar, that guy could be an all-star. And, like, just a lot of people would be like, I do not care. Yeah, I think I – think, I don't know if there's a way to do it. I think baseball is more regional, and you want your own shows post-game, where basketball – is more of a national sport and you want to know about everything going around the league. 
is what I would say. But I don't. I don't. So Terry Khan's good for you, but I don't care. Congrats, Terry. Um, the Mets did uh, win, though. A little walk-off. Pete Alonzo, walk-off. Walk-off, At- sack fly. Sack fly is underrated. Uh, they clipped the Reds. Did the Reds call up that prospect? Did he make his debut? Let me bring up that box score. Um, they were going to call up Senzel. It doesn't look like he played. Um, but I think he's like supposed to be the number two prospect in baseball. That would have been fun for some deep track Mets baseball fans. But uh, Familia good. blew they the save. I think I think Mets fans are elated. Yeah, Vargas five point one one earned runs. Um, He's the best ERA, pitcher of late. His ERA was above six, and he just had that pick of him go viral where he looks like a crazed seventh grade science teacher. And then he luckily he got one up by that guy that looked like he was from the 1700s behind him. But um, I couldn't believe Jason Vargas looks like that. That guy that was behind him in that video, he's like... I know it's not fake, but it's fake. That's right. a that's a twenty year old in an old man's costume. Yeah, but like it's, it's not. <laughs> I feel like that guy that guy tried to do a new look and it like backfired hard. I think that guy is the the uh, host of the skit in Wet Hot American Summer. That's what that guy was. Maybe he's a teenager dressed like an old man. Weirded me out, to be honest. Weirded me so out. Right. Like, Do we know that reporter's name? Can I Google other pictures of him? I'm sure you can. Uh, your, your odds of Googling that and finding it are better than mine. And I, Jim, I've got a little something that we can distract with. Um, and, you know, talking Mets, babe. Dude, Jeff McNeil is at it again. Dude, he's um, good. Dude, he's hitting 370, 457 OBP after he hit 3, 329, 381 OBP last year. Um, man, uh, how, how about the Mets? They This kind of older guy was raking in AAA. I wonder if this is like going to be a newer theme around baseball where it's we have these kind of late bloomers, whether it's just adopting analytics or whether it's kind of maturing at a different rate and that's kind of something that's been around baseball before but like jeff mcneil man he has four hits last night and he's he's just raking that's why they couldn't get harper yeah and who would blame him he's got 957 ops for for the minimum so that old man's name is kevin barnes okay and he's a reporter out of atlanta but his presence on the internet is minimal. And there's like not a lot of other pictures of him besides that gif where he sneaks in and looks like a high schooler in costume pretending to be an old man. Yeah, I know what it is. I mean, his he's, he's trying to hold on to some side hair. Which I get. Like I, I don't, I don't hate on anyone that fights the balding thing. Cause How I, old do you, you think know. he is? Um, I don't know, three hundred fifty. <laughs> um, but no, like he's 
he's trying to hold on to the hair, which at this point isn't a good look, to the point that it looks like almost like a colonial hairstyle. And then it looks like my guy tried to roll out with a, a red maroon suit, which with where like his recorder and the other microphones is, just looks like looks like it was the first colored colorful suit ever made um and that like (laughs) i mean it's just bizarre man um i don't get it and that's the thing that's getting me i mean jason vargas looks like an unathletic ray romano and and that gets ignored because the other guy looks like he's a historical time figure yeah it's crazy I think I'm one of the few. I'm I'm more freaked out by Vargas in that picture than the time traveler. Yeah, Vargas just looks... I mean, he's unkempt. He's unkempt, and he he just looks unathletic. Like, if it was... was, He's an MLB pitcher. Like, they don't have to be. I know. If he just, like, worked in your office, you'd be like... And like, there's an athletic thing that came up in the office. Like, hey, let's uh, oh, the the boys are a couple of the young guys are talking about sprinting and racing each other later. What do you guys think? You'd be like, oh, well, that guy would finish basically last. Like, it would be the obese people in the office, and then Jason Vargas. Speaking of obese people, Jake, let's talk about yeah. CC's three thousandth career strikeout. Oh, he's big and beautiful. Um, I did not realize what an honor it is. Like, I never put it together until I read the stat that he is the third lefty in the history of baseball. Ever. That's crazy. Ever. Yeah. That's crazy. The third lefty in the history of baseball. 17th pitcher in the history of baseball. That's, I mean, top 20 in the history of MLB and anything is bizarre. Right. You know how many people have played the game? How long the game's been around? There's okay, so there's 25 guys on each team, 30 teams, and then if you do 30 teams and you start multiplying that, I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's crazy. And he's uh, do you know what a black ace is? It's like actual fraternity, yes, yes. I remember I I looked into this one day because pretty cool, yeah. It's if you're uh, uh, African American for uh, born in America or Canada and have won 20 games in the MLB, you are a part of the Black Ace fraternity. And CC, like, he almost started tearing up when they asked him about that, and he was fighting it back, and he said, I take being a Black Ace very seriously. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. It's uh, not – I'm not doing this in a douchey analytics way, but it's uh, <laughs> sucks that, like, wins aren't valued anymore. Um, but ho- hopefully like, well, I still think like you can't be a bad pitcher and run into 20 wins, but you yeah, can be a, true. you can be a good pitcher and run into only f- seven wins. So like yeah. if you get 20, it's not like some mediocre dude sneaking into a 20 win season. It's just, you don't need 20 to have a good season. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do a an anti 20 win rant now as i as i end up on rick porcello's baseball reference page but no it's um i i don't know man like it's 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 awesome there's obviously like heritage stuff there and i mean it's like 
African-American stuff that I could never even relate to, but it's like, if I, I don't know, like I, I, I'm a passionate guy about like, I, I have a Brooks Robinson picture I've carried around with me since like high school. Um, just cause I used to love like third base and defense and like, do you I, still carry it around with you? I mean, I don't carry it in my wallet. I, I shouldn't oh. be that deceptive, but like I've, I've brought it with me every move across the country. I keep it in the drawer next to my bed. Um, and it's like, I, for how much I love baseball and I appreciate the third base position. Like I appreciate what he did, even though like I never even came close to seeing him live. Like I've just seen highlights and his stats and stuff, but I mean, I think like it's partial and I <laughs> didn't get very close to being a major league baseball player. So, I mean, I, I can only imagine like what that would actually mean um, for someone like CC, but um, yeah, I, I, I got a little more emotional than I thought. I think you're right. When they, when they did drop the, he's the third lefty to ever do it. You're like, that's, that's nuts. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. Wow. I should be that's, more, uh, I should be much more into this. Yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. And obviously the fam was there. Amber Sabathia, our favorite um, with the power line. She was like, yeah, you know, he's, he's a guy's going to get 3000 K's. If he can't get three tonight, then come on. And it's like, yeah, well, we're kind of with you, Amber. Good call. Did um, I text you about Amber? No. Maybe I sent this to the wrong person. I really thought I Maybe. typed it out. I think Amber and Jess have similar smiles. Oh, yeah, they do. You did send that. Oh, okay. Yeah, both both big, big smiles. Yeah. I just realized that when I when they interviewed her, I said, where have I seen that, like, smile before? Like, big cheekbones, big smile, very happy. Yeah. 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 Two of your loves. Yeah, it's yeah. true. All right, let's go to the national sports. Jimmy, NBA playoffs, the basketball, we have a leveling out. Boston-Milwaukee, Milwaukee ends up blowing them out. They want to make a series out of it. Golden State-Houston, late night game. Golden State wins again. Uh, a lot of people are, are back in Houston. I, I don't really get it, Jim. We can talk about that. Your San Jose Sharks favorite to win the Stanley Cup beat my abs, four to two. There's a silly gif of John Elway flying around the internet. Uh, and the Columbus Blue Jackets beat the Bruins. Uh, two Boston sports teams lose. I'm I'm shocked. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's pretty much all I got, Jim. Both Boston teams lose. Bummer. Bummer Rosa Ranch, man. Um, yeah, I was, because uh, I wasn't going to watch the Bruins game. I was tracking that for my phone a little bit, but I saw Columbus was up 2-0, so I did, you know, the classic two-goal two lead is is the the most dangerous lead in hockey. And then, uh, and then I saw they scored one, and I was like, oh, boy, here we go, Boston sports. But Columbus held them off if any of our – our Blue Jacket fans are listening. Feel feel free to reach out to us and let us know how that match was. Um, did you catch any of your Sharks, Jim? Yeah, I had it on in the background for a little bit. But then 
I told you I barely got to watch like the Yankees game yesterday because I was trying to make shirts, make breakdowns, and do all that stuff. So I was like, right. But uh, they won. Couture got the hat trick uh, with an empty netter at the end. But that was big, big to win one on the road. Like if, whatever. Obviously, I was gonna, I was just gonna spout so many cliches. Yes. Like need them. They're the first team to go up now, two to one. Like if you know, other way, if if the Avs won that game, then game the next game becomes a must win for the Sharks because now they're down two to one on the road, and I think it becomes a must win now. The Avs can win the next one, and we go back to San Jose, and you know, it's it's been nice, but I don't think the next game is as must win now. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you want to get one on the road. I, I've I've been laughing because you you mentioned how it can become cliche-ish pretty easily. Um, dude, the new one that everyone is rolling out is the so like if a team wins game one. Now the 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 phrase that I've heard so many sports people saying is like they they look at the other team and they go, well, do you really think that they can win four of the next six? And it's like <laughs> I haven't heard that yet. Well, if they win game two, then yes, <laughs> like like it's so. I, I don't know. I, I've just, I've heard it from an odd amount of people and they're like, well, I mean, you got to think about it like this. And it's like, well, yeah. Um, but that's the thing the when, one, when people are forced to, has, then if they win the next game, then either of the team has to win three out of five. So well, that's what happens when you sit people down and say, talk about this and they have to force like questions and opinions. Talk about these. Um, the Sharks are the best ever, though, so that's great. That's yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I'm excited for you. I think, I think you've been a big part of this, to be completely honest. Yeah, I don't have the hat on today, but it's an off day. I mean, they were they were down what three three two to the Flames, three to one, and then we got that hat on you. Yep, they've won and their they've next. Been... They've won. They've won their. Four out of their next five since I put the hat on. I mean, they've been absolutely rolling. So I, I don't know. Kudos to you. Thank you. Um, let's see. Um, I'm four and one in Sharks games I've watched. Four and one in Sharks games I watched. That's impressive, man. Yeah. Find a Sharks fan with a better record than me. Ooh. Oh. Hey, we didn't talk Holy- about this. In the in the tri-state news, but sure. the Islanders goalie guaranteeing a victory. Like I love Hurdle guaranteed a game seven, and then he got the overtime goal to force a game seven versus the Knights. You know, and it was badass. Sure, but why 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 the need to guarantee that? Because especially when you're the goalie, like I don't know, man. Oh, uh, hey, goalie gets hot in hockey. That, that can run you to the ship. Um, you know what? I'm being too logical. I'm being too logical. You want your players to be cocky and confident as ever going into a game. Yeah, and because, it, I mean, no, no, to be honest, if you lose, well, here's, here's, here's the scenarios. All right, if you lose a close game, then you kind of walk away and they're up 3-0 in the series. And if it's a close game, you walk away and, and that guy still can keep his head high because it's like, man, we – we gave everything we had into this game and 
they got us today. And then, and then it just gets forgotten. Then like a couple years later, you crack a joke to each other and you're like, Oh, remember when he guaranteed that game and they lost and you're like, yeah, I don't care. If you guarantee it and you get blown out, that's egg on your face forever. Like if this guy has a tough first period, he gives up three in the first and they got to gank him. Like that's all time bad. But so considering everything up from there, like tight loss, you're kind of covered and anything winning, you look, <clears throat> you look like a hero. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. All right. Yeah. I'm, I, you look bad either way. So why not go in cocky and confident? Don't let it ride. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, let's see. I, I watched, I watched a chunk of golden state versus Houston um i don't know man it it was i i talked about this i I mentioned my artsy side project with uh big baby david dave mendelson how come you're calling that artsy uh just because i've never called anything i've done like a project okay i guess i guess that's why Um, i'm I'm talking sports i'm really thrown (laughs) off by that term um but uh it was one of those classic so people like Golden State, Boogie Cousins gets hurt. And Jim, I think this is really weird because sports, everyone wants to be the first one to be like, they saw the dynasty was over. Like everyone's been talking about the Patriots for a decade, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do that whole thing. But the interesting thing is that like the Warriors dynasty ends after this playoffs. So people, which we haven't really seen in sports before, there's it, you you rarely have been able to point to a dominant team like this and be like, oh, it's about to end. <laughs> and with Golden State, you can do that. So a lot of people have been trying to get in front of that because I think <laughs> there's only so little buffer zone. So so a lot of analysis, like Chauncey Billups, I know, I think Bill Simmons, a, a few other guys were like, yeah, I think Houston's just got them. And it's like, I don't think you people think that. I think you guys kind of want that to to be like, yeah, I was there when the dynasty ended. Because if you're right, like you win, game over. There's no bounce back. Um, But yeah, I mean, this has just been Golden State being better than Houston for two games. Two games in Golden State. A lot of point scoring, Jimmy. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, if you know what I mean. Um, I got you. We'll, we'll see if it goes back to Houston. And, hey, maybe they'll own their home court and it'll become a great series. But I just think Golden State is better. Like, people have come so far away from Houston getting worse this offseason because they lost Trevor Ariza, who used to guard everyone and hit corner threes, to now they're just like, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't fully believe in Golden State. So, yeah, Houston. And it's like, no, you don't believe that. You just – you want that. I like that. Calling right? people – Yeah. But I don't think they're lying. Sense. I think they're just subconscious is lying to them. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm not mad at them. Because, like, my brain does that, too. My brain does that, like, when I bet Boston sports. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I like, get it. Um, I, I think it's so much you, you want to believe that result and that the fact that there's a chance for it that you're like, yeah, I'll go for it. Um, yeah. But uh, anyways, Mila... They, they, they beat Houston. Um, 
And yeah, for all the referee stuff that was nuts yesterday, it wasn't an issue. Harden got fouled on a couple threes, but like everyone agreed. <laughs> um, so they win. We'll see if Houston can turn t- turn it up in Houston to t- 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 turn it up today, Junior. Did um, you see the Brad Marchand punch? I did not. I'll look into that. Is uh, it good? Tell me about it. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. I've seen a couple angles. And it's after the play is dead. Uh, guy on Columbus is on his knees in front of the net, like after the scrum. And Marchand comes up behind him and punches him in the back of the head. Okay. But um, I don't know. I, I can't figure out if it was just like a little bloop, like a little pop to the back of the head. Or Ooh. if there was actually a like a little more, it wasn't a straight out like slug. Like it wasn't like whack. It was definitely like a tiny jab. But the way the Columbus dude like reacts to it, yeah. And the fact it's the back of the head, like I think that's better if it's the front of the head. To be honest, um, a lot of people I don't are. Know. Just... Have you? Are you looking at it? Yeah, I just watched it. What angle did you see it from? So I saw the the first angle you, that I saw was kind of you see the front of the Columbus player's head. So you just yeah. you see Marshawn throw a little bit, yeah, and yeah, you see yeah. the head move, and then Marshawn walks away, and everyone does kind of the oh what the hell, and you're just kind of like all right, that other angle is pretty damning, man. Just punching a dude in the back of the head, like if it's I I just it's can't. Not a, it's not a big swing, but it's still like a full jab, you know. In fact, he just skates away after. I, I love uh, Marchand's rattiness. Like, did you see a couple games ago off the faceoff, he just slammed his skate onto the other guy's stick and broke the blade right off? He did not. And no one saw it. Like, he he gets away. He, listen, I'll say this. He's very good at getting away with this shit. I don't know how he continues to not no ref uh, sees any of it, but I, I don't know how bad this one was. Like, People are saying he should be suspended. I don't. I don't know if he should. I don't know how bad it was. I. Uh, this one's harder for me to like get joy out of. Like when he broke the dude's stick, I almost wanted to do a breakdown of it because it was hilarious. Because because what happened, Jake, was the player got a stick broke, so he like starts screaming and yelling like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" And the ref has no idea what happened, so the ref yells at the other player who got his stick jumped on because that's how good. Marchand is at this shit. That's, that's when you know you're good at it. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It It is, listen, it's not a good look. I wouldn't want to be the guy who skates behind someone and punches them in the back of the head. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the thing that's odd about it is I, from all the articles that have popped up, like they're saying unprovoked, like it's not like that guy in Marchand did anything earlier. Um, it was just Marchand seeing an opportunity to be a pest, so he did it. Yeah, I mean, that's um, his game. His game is to get under your head. I think he's having a bad series, though, Marchand. So, like, even Boston fans are like, dude, this is fun when you help us out, but you're... Yeah, you're and busy. he... Uh, it's it's just a weird, because it's not like the top of the head. Like, you picture... If you're doing this, it's normally top, middle of the head, that, like, when you hit it... Like, middle would be kind of direct contact and maybe would have made this worse. Top of the head, like... You, you get your knock in, but your hand comes off of it, and it doesn't look as bad for you, I think. He hit it like almost the base of the neck. 
and it's a quick jab. I I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to see because I I obviously can't form a great opinion on it. But, I did um, something like this once in hockey. Ooh, uh, bad boy. Yeah, like fuck, like pesty, annoying. I uh, I skated behind the goalie, right? Because we were go we were dumping it in, but then it got quickly sent back out. So I was the last one in the zone behind the goalie, and everyone else is facing the other way. And I took my stick, and I, not hard at all, but I took the blade of my stick as I skated past the goalie and put it behind his kneecap and just pressed a little just to buckle his knee. Nice. He got so mad he skated after me, and then a defenseman skated after me. But then nothing happened. But I felt I was just was weird, like I didn't think it out. I never thought about doing that ever in my life. I was just nice. turning behind the net. I saw the back of his leg, and I was like, oh, let's poke that. Just give him a little love, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I realized that that was pretty shitty. Should have done that. But it was funny at the time. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, I I don't know, I I wouldn't say rite of passage. That seems a little dramatic. But I don't know, I guess if you played that much hockey and it's kind of like, I I guess I have to try this at some point. Like (laughs) I'm the little guy on the hockey team. Like, I don't know. I did it in the same way I do to my own goalie in a scrimmage, you know? Like, it, there was right. nothing – there was no way he was going to get hurt in right. any – it was just – I was just fucking around. Right. But he was pissed. That's uh, I wouldn't say it's a regret, but I would have liked to do some more silly things during my playing days. Like, not not smack talk, but just, like, being ridiculous with guys. We used to have fun shit talk because right. when guys would like try to shit talk you for real, what are you right. doing here? What are you doing? here? Right. When you're a, when you're a 17 year old covered in acne, trying to seriously shit talk in a high school sporting event, like swinging a miss. Yeah. We, uh, there was this goalie. His name was Sand. in the stand could beat the hell out of you. <laughs> there was this goalie on uh Cupertino and Ooh. his last name was Sanchez. Sure. And, um, at one point, he lost his mouth guard. He didn't have a mouth guard, and the ref said, like, you know, you can't play. So the defenseman gave him the mouth guard, and they switched, and they didn't even rinse it off or anything. And uh, defenseman on my bench started yelling, oh, that's dirty, dirty Sanchez, dirty Sanchez, which I don't know if that's kosher or not. It yeah. worked out, and he charged the bench. And it was like, oh, okay, well, we know how to get under your skin for the rest of the game now, you yeah. psycho. Thank you. Yeah. We had a goalie that was a girl on our team, and that was like every game. At least we don't have a fucking girl on our team. And it would yeah. be like right in front of Amber, our goalie, and, and I would always say, we don't have a girl on our team. What are you talking about? <laughs> and they'd look at Amber and look at me, and Amber would look around and be like, she's a fucking girl. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> hey man, not not sure what's going on with you, but well, do you think he's pretty hot? <laughs> or I do it to them, like if they were talking shit to us right in front of Amber, like after she stopped the puck and they were like jabbing, I'd say at least we don't have a fucking girl on our team, you losers. And they're like, you have the girl on your team. <laughs> Good times, halftime. That was kind of halftime anyway. Yeah, that was a nice. That was kind of a nice little halftime. Nudes, nudes is just apologizing over there. Yeah, he's uh, he gets he gets a little bummed out by that kind of stuff. Um, 
Yeah, my only my only one my one time that I really crossed that bridge. There's we, a couple silly soccer stories where we did ridiculous stuff. Like Danny Farina would yell over and be like, "Hey, that did your rash clear up, buddy?" And but I I guess his <laughs> his uh he would do it by the parents, which kind of sucked a little more. <laughs> basically, Danny was trash talking its own team, <laughs> which was a little fun. Um. Uh, but yeah, we, we entered, I think I've told this, we were in a flag football tournament and we, we, we won our first round game, which was insane. Um, we, we didn't believe it. It was like just a charity, like flag football Thanksgiving thing. And the next round we played this, like this team of like Connecticut, like D2 college stars. (laughs) Like they had an actual quarterback, they had plays. Like they had, they had like a D three All American kick returner. So picture what that guy looked like. He was basically he was five four, and he was as shifty as anyone you've ever seen. So we we try to give it hell, and like we're we're just getting abused by this guy. And so, uh, like eventually it turned into like it was like all right, let's at least triple team the D three shifty five four kid because this sucks. Like I'll let anyone else beat us. Like literally leave someone else unguarded. So we, so we, that guy, like we couldn't even like tackle him basically. So I, I dedicated full power, which is a scary place. I never normally go there, but I was like, I'm going to get this dude. So I'm like doing all the calculations in my head where everyone else is on the field, where this guy's going to end up. And so I've got him. He's right in front of me. I'm about to pull his flag. As I go to pull the flag, he pitches the ball to a teammate that's behind him. Lateral. That guy just walks into the end zone. I just lowered my shoulder into the little guy, and I I, I took him down. And I and I I was like a little taken aback by myself. Like I'd never done anything like that. I was like, is that cheap? Is that bad? Should I like get beat up now? And uh, the guy looked at me because he's like a real football player, and he's like. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it definitely wasn't the first time he's gotten that before. Um, so yeah, but it was, it, it was. I, I think I know the feeling that you felt when you gave that goalie a little love. Yours was a little more curious and like I think I have to do this. Yeah, but his knee is just mine was a little staring at me. Yeah. I read the news today. Well, it's 6 o'clock. Time for the news. A Bedford Company shooting was the result of a Chevy versus Ford argument. EPA says popular weed killer glyphosate is not a carcinogen. So big news there. The EPA says popular weed killer glyphosate is not a carcinogen. A grandma, 85 years old, was caught with 60 grams of cannabis in her bra. Yeah, in her bra. Indian Army says it found Yeti footprints in the Himalayas. That's huge. Two clients of a spa that offered vampire facials have been diagnosed with HIV. Sorry that I just giggled. A suspicious object leads police to shut down state police, shut down a state street in Chicago, but it was just a can of Chef Boyardee on wheels. 
A big plastic cow vanished from a steakhouse, and owners are offering free food for its return. I read the news today, oh boy. Where would you like to start, Jake? Where would you like to start, Jake? Um, God, you know I'm always a sucker for the Yeti. I did like the way you delivered the yeah in her bra. Um, What's that from? Um, what is that from? Is that a liar liar? I don't know. It's from something where they're like, yeah, it is liar liar. Um, <laughs> what's the line? Um, what's uh, I... <laughs> 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 so he's addressing the defendant i'm pretty sure this is after he just beat himself in the bathroom and it's the uh the actress i forget whatever her name is but it's just reading down the list because he's trying to be like safe and not say bad things <laughs> she he, it's like all right wait 105 he goes yeah in your bra and <laughs> the other lawyer goes i object <laughs> he goes, you wish <laughs> <laughs> that's uh not great cinema, but some of Jim Carrey's better scenes. You want to watch it? Doesn't it rely, doesn't rely too much <laughs> to the actual news story, but. Well, she had a lot of weed in her bra. It was, what, 40 grams, so. Yeah, 85 years old. Good for her, I guess. Unless she's being a mule, then then bad for her. They're They're using her. Here we go, Jake. In France. Wait, 105? Yeah, in your bra. Your Honor, I object. You would. Bastard. Hey, quiet. Overruled. Okay, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Little bastard hag. Back and forth. Hag's not used enough. You ever call a a girl a hag recently? (laughs) No. (laughs) Hag. That's a tough one. Uh, Um. Uh, what about the Indian Army who says they found Yeti footprints in the Himalayas? What were they doing? Um, good, good, good news, bad news with the grandma. Um, she was smuggling the weed into prison for her grandson who asked for weed in prison. Oh. But you, you'll like this twist. She didn't get in trouble or anything. She's got like a clear record for 85 years. <laughs> they tacked on 10 extra months to her grandson. <laughs> so... Kind of fair, if I'm being honest. That's fucked up to make. Don't make your grandma a mule, dude. Yeah. Like, man. Like, you know, all those companies that just call old people that still answer their house phone and they're like, I can save you. And then they'd scam old people. Right. This is that. But her own grandson and drugs. I actually love the grandma now. She's right? the most loyal, best grandma in the world. She's just being a grandma, man. That's all she knows. Uh, could it's, Normally, it's cheesecake. You need a little weed? Yeah, let's do it. Man. Where'd she get it from? I guess he, he hooked her up. Yeah, he had to, <laughs> he had to connect the dots there. Um, you're into jerk. the Yeti story? Well, what's the Indian, Indian Army? What was it looking for? Ooh, interesting question. 
You know, why is the Indian Army... The Indian Army says it has discovered footprints in the Himalayas that appear to belong to a Yeti, known in the United States as Bigfoot or the Abominable Snowman. Measuring 32 inches by 15 inches, the footprints were found near Mount Makula Base Camp April 9th. A spokesman for the country's defense ministry told NBC News on Tuesday that photographs taken by the Army's mountaineering expedition team had been passed on to the scientific community for verification. What do you mean for verification? We're spending time on this? Couldn't they have just made footprints? The footprints yeah, just look it, like I footprints guess, to me. I guess that's the question. Couldn't this just be anything? Um, Couldn't it be some super sweet snowshoes? Yeah, snowshoes that they just don't know about. Um, or maybe it's just a guy. Yeah, he put something slightly different on his feet and just wandered into the woods. I've got a, uh, actually, Jim, it's someone you've met. Um, do you remember when you went to, I think it was your cousin's wedding and you saw somebody there that knew me? Yeah. Trevor. Yeah. 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 Um, he's in the Himalayas right now. Why? So maybe it's him. Okay. Let the, let the government know. I can reach out. Yeah. That's just our friend Trevor who's in the Himalayas. So Jake, you see a sign in the window. Come get your vampire facial today. Right. Oh, look at this day spa. They're offering vampire facials. What's that you say? Um, It's a procedure in which plasma is extracted from a client's own blood, then injected into the patron's face. (laughs) Nope. People are so dumb. Well, this is a this is a Kardashian thing. Kim Kardashian did this, posted on Facebook, and then a bunch of spas decided they wanted to do it. Are they just making a person's face bleed out? No, I think they're... What are they're... these pictures? What am I looking at? No, 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 no. They're taking blood from people, right? And then injecting it into the face. So they're taking it out of the body elsewhere, injecting it into the face to give them, like, I don't know, more blood in the face? I need less blood in my face. Fucking, I got a red face 90% of the time. It doesn't make any sense to me. People are so dumb. Um, two people have gotten HIV from it. Um, and the pictures are disgusting. So the world sucks. Yeah. That is gross. Sucks that you they got HIV. But I maybe mean... That's just, maybe that's just Jakey waking up by his dog, though. Maybe tomorrow I'll think that story is hilarious. <laughs> okay. here I have a serious question on this next story. A suspicious object leads police to shut down State Street in Chicago, but it was just a can of Chef Boyardee on wheels. That's suspicious. What are you talking about? You can't tell me like, oh, that suspicious object, that was just a can of Chef Boyardee on wheels. That doesn't answer any questions. That just gives me more questions. Who put a Chef Boyardee on wheels? Have you seen the picture? No. Is it going to let me down? No. Okay, that's suspicious. <laughs> it's one of the most suspicious things I've ever seen. It's like uh, skateboard wheels with a tube, like a it's like a straw, but probably wood, wooden wooden tube between the skateboard wheels 
and a can of Chef Boyardee with a smiley face on the front and a little ignition light on the back. That is... Artie's asking for a link in the chat. Here you go, Artie. That is as suspicious as it gets. What? (laughs) That's... I mean, so I need to know how... When they said they had to clear a downtown street, I need to know how inconvenient that was to everyone. Because if it was just like, get a couple of the people off the sidewalk, I'm kind of okay with this. Because this... Turns out a DePaul student, DePaul University student, made a car prototype for a design class and put it on the street to take a photo. <laughs> Dude, there's, I mean, that dude's a, a liar. He made this for a class. He, he right. knew that he could put it on the middle of the street just to say he was taking a photo. But there's a, it's a can on wheels with a clear, like, he'll just say it's a tail, but it looks like an ignition thing you know that you would light a fuse it looks like a fuse this this kid very well was like oh this could cause a commotion let's see uh how people react i think people could think this is something else and like put it out there knowing full well he had the excuse like no i was just taking a picture of my project you have to know when you put that tail on it that that takes it from friendly chef boyardee car to looking like a potential bomb yeah, he knew that. He knew that. Yeah. Uh, did you ever have to take a class where you made something like this? Ooh. Um, like CO2 not cars? Not really, man. I, I think my, uh, my mom was pretty firm in the camp that I wasn't going to be good at any, like, guy thing. So I didn't really take any, like, what were they, tech ed classes or anything like that? Or, Memorial or didn't. even in that realm. Memorial didn't make you? I mean, we did a memorial, but like we, we, that was almost like we, that's when computers were becoming cool. Like they were trying to mix tech ed and computer. So we did a couple con- computer projects and then we had like, you had to drill one thing with the hole saw. And like I did that. Oh, okay. My middle school, everyone had to make a CO2 car. That's like so cool. Like, no, we never did any of that. Out of wood. Do you ever see CO2 cars? If you Google CO2 car, they're pretty cool. Mine was mine. I won like best design or I think he just gave me a prize because I did the most work, but it was the slowest car because I made basically an SUV. But he was impressed with my woodsmanship. Nice. Your woodsmithing. Because I made like a, a bridge, but it was cool. Yeah, CO2 cars so, are yeah, cool. These are Pinewood Derby cars, except with a CO2 engine. What's Pinewood Derby? That's uh, the Boy Scout, like famous, famous woodblock car races. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're fun. Well, that's what this kid was doing, but he used a Chef Boyardee can and some skateboard wheels. It's not even like a creative design that this Chef Boyardee kid used. Isn't it crazy how, like, memories work? Like, you're going to remember that CO2 car forever. Yeah, probably. Like, I can remember, like, my Pinewood Derby car. I had one car that one year competed. So, like, my my Uncle Pete would used to get into it with me. He's got kind of, like, that engineering-type brain. 
Like to the, to the point where he'd almost have he'd want to do like too too much. Like Uncle Pete was getting back in the in the game basically, and I was just kind of on the sideline. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll race a car. Like, oh, you're you're putting graphite on the wheels. Cool. Um, don't really care. Is there sports on? Um, but one year I made a car that like I I think it was the year after that. Like me and my uncle Pete put together like this cool sleek design, nice car. Didn't end up doing too hot. And then the next year I was like, yeah, let's not do the whole thing. Like I'll put something together. And so the car could only weigh up to, I forget if it was ounces or pounds. I want to say five pounds, but that seems pretty heavy. But like there was a maximum weight. So one year (laughs) my car was like however many ounces below the maximum weight. And you wanted to be the maximum weight because you're racing downhill. There's no engine or anything. Mm -hmm. So we just started gluing like coins to the car you know, cl- yeah. clearly not caring about aerodynamics or anything like that. Just gluing a couple nickels and pennies to the car so it would be as much as it could weigh. Finish, like, third place. I'm going to remember that shit forever. That is cool. Luke's calling so, now. And, dude, pe- people got into it because it was the money car, so, like, the crowd was yelling money car. Like, that was badass, man. I'm, I'm going to answer this call and put Luke on, on the radio show just to okay. fuck with him. Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio. You're live. What do you got? How you guys doing? John Boy and Jake. Good to be here. I'm a regular listener. Um, today, I was just calling to ask you guys about if getting a cool SUV ruins the car for what it really is. Go ahead. Take a <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to finish the show, but we'll answer. All right, hang up and listen. Luke wants to know if getting a cool SUV ruins the point of having an SUV. I'm gonna say yes. If you Ooh, get an SUV, I mean, you're you, so you're so firmly on that page. So firm. If you get a sports utility vehicle, right? But you're more into the fact that you want to keep it pristine and nice than right. use it for like just chucking your hockey bag in the back and making it smelly, or your sticks in the back, or skis on the hood, or you know, packing it up with people. Then yeah. Get like a nice little car if you don't want to use it for what it's worth. Yeah, I think I think there's an ideal adult stage where you you'd have the SUV that you you don't have any care about that. You can throw the smelly hockey bag or the smelly goalie gloves, smelly anything back there, and you're good with it. Um, I don't know. See, I we we did this once before, and my thing was like I had one nice car once. I had my Audi. I got it was like my dream car. And I was living in fear until I dinged it. And then I did ding it. And you're right. Like that relief comes off of you. But now I, I like to think in my head that if I got like a nice new SUV, that I could live knowing that it's going to get the ding and I'm going to be okay. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure. So I don't know. It, it's, it's an interesting debate. Yeah. Uh, I had something else before Luke called in. He, he rolled that pretty well you think that was actually what he was calling in to ask me about uh probably not but i think he knows that's a topic that you like you are passionate about yeah interesting he played it pretty well luke's been calling me a lot lately we've been having a lot of conversations so that's good pretty nice i wanted to tell you when we were talking about the co2 cars i filmed one time i think this is so boring it's interesting i filmed in connecticut jake the annual custodians competition for Connecticut. Whoa. 
So if you were uh, the head lead custodian in Connecticut, like these people were, you know, the main custodian for the Hyatt Inn or Marriott Suites. They were the, the handyman, you know? Right. They all went to this banquet where there was literally, there was a CO2 competition that was kind of fun, like a CO2 derby. But then there was a jammed lock. And they got, they had to hit the start and then unjam the lock and hit the end and you were timed on it. And there was like replacing a light bulb. And it was all these custodian things. It wasn't a joke. It was like a competition. And whoever was the best got a huge prize. One of the more interesting things I filmed where you're like, this exists? Yeah. What? It's crazy. Anything you want in this world. I I didn't think, I haven't thought about that for a long, until we saw that. So I figured I'd let people know that that does exist. Yeah. They do exist. All right, let's go to the bed of the day. Bed of the day. It's the bed of the day. 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 Jakey, Jakey won again yesterday. He has won two in a row. I have won three in a row. And Jake, I have fantastic news for you. I have been keeping track of this record all wrong. There was a mistake three weeks ago. You are current. You are currently thirty-nine and thirty-eight. What the hell? <laughs> I did the math at one point. I was like, this doesn't add up. Where did I make a mistake? And I didn't know if it was on my side or your side because I had 77 bets and you had 76. I was like, right. well, who's, do I have one too many? Does Jake have one too few? So I redid the whole thing and you come out, you're at 39 and 38. Making the people money. I, I still like want to triple check it. Because I mean, I kind of want you to just because you were ripping on me so hard last week. We're like, it'll never get over the 500 hurdle. But I, and think, I think I was. <laughs> uh, no, but but mentally, you were struggling with those picks. So it was good that I disguised it from oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so according stuff, to the man, according to the new stats, you're 39 and 38 and I'm 32 and 45. Okay. But, like, I still don't really trust my counting. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's tough, too. Um, Gag, if you still have uh, access to this sheet, you let us know. Jimmy, I think, uh, so, I, I, we're just, I'm, I'm keeping it NBA. A couple winners, uh, the playoffs. And if you remember, we had a fun thing we wanted to check in on with Portland-Denver to what the over-under was going to be for this game. Oh, yeah. Who's home? The Nuggets are home. Um, and if you recall, I, I think I was on record the other day saying that if the over-under isn't 220, they're idiots. Yeah, that's what we said. 219.5. Okay. So they're so, still trying to bait people. Touche, Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> um. Like as basically as rude as you can be. I oh Jim, that changes everything. Those are the Vegas gods daring me to bet the over, which means I'm taking the under. 
this is game two. These are both two young and experienced playoff teams that their coaches both harped on defense. They're like, no, guys, this is the playoffs now. We can't do this loosey-goosey shit. You need to let, tighten it up on defense. And this is Vegas knowing what the people are thinking, that if it's 220 or up, hit the over, which means the under will hit. But, Jake, the last game, 234. The game before that, 223. The game before that, 229. The game before that, 229. The game before that, 225. So I I think by putting it... You're missing one thing. What, is someone not playing? Playoffs. That's what we said last time. Here, the, No, the first one was a continuation. I said these are two young teams. They don't have that, like, grizzly veteran who's going to, like, throw your elbows in your ribs and crap like that. This is these guys' evolution to becoming grizzled veterans. They're, both teams are going to lock down. I think the shots are going to be a little tighter and looser this game. I think that by them putting 219, they played mind games with you. They've still never gone under 220. Like, last time it was 216, and they had never gone under 220. We were like, what are you doing? They've still never gone under 220. So maybe I'm the sucker here, but until I see it, I'm just going to hammer what they've been doing all season. That's fair. Jakey, Jakey, about to make a big... Mistakey. So I'm not necessarily like disagreeing with you here. I'm, but I just what your decision was didn't factor into my decision. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not mad about your bet. I get it, but I I think this is, I think this today's game is Vegas. I think we're gonna see like a 103-105 final. We'll see. I still got this Chef Boy or D car on my screen. It's pretty funny. Nice. Make the Chef Boy RD card the featured image on the blog post. Okay. All right, cool. All right, well, that ends this episode. We'll be back tomorrow. Wish Jake a good day because he got off to a rough start. So everyone tweet at Jake and say, Jake, I hope you have a good day because that's his favorite thing when people do that for him. And in the meantime, enjoy some Enjoy some Backstreet Boys. Some Yanks later today. If you're a Yankees fan, we'll be probably live within like the next hour or two with the pregame show. That's nuts. All right. See ya. What time's the game? It's... Yeah, probably within the next hour or so, right?
first of May. How about that? Um, I think my recorder gave out like literally right at the end. Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.